We started as a cannabis podcast to just sort of educate ourselves. There wasn't really enough information out there. And we were like, fine, we'll make it ourselves. But since we've transitioned, or not transitioned, but we've just sort of expanded to involve psychedelics. Um, you know, psilocybin has been decriminalized here in Denver and in Oakland as well. In Oakland too? Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty recent. Um, I don't, I can't tell you the date, but also just health and wellness in general. So many of our listeners are immunocompromised or looking for cannabis as a way to improve their health. And so our goals are also to just bring you any kind of good information that can enhance your life in a, in a more holistic sort of plant-based way. Thanks for stopping by the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. I'm the host of the show, Sean Dustin. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. It's good to have you with us today. There are a couple of ways that you can help support the show. One of which is if you know somebody out there who would benefit, family, friends, from listening to the show or an episode in this show, send them over. I'd be happy to have them as listeners. Also, you can subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast platform. And if I'm currently not available on the platform you listen to, send me an email and I will try to get added to it. I have merchandise available now, hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, and other items. This is another way you can help support the show and the show will get a portion of the proceeds. You can find direct links to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, merchandise, and anywhere else we are online at the bottom of the show notes. Go to the Linktree link, and that will take you to all the ways to connect to the show. And lastly, I have recently disabled the scheduling page tab on my Linktree, specifically because I have about 45 episodes that I need to edit and release, and I wasn't really being allowed to do that, you know, spending the couple of free days that I had uh, interviewing all day. So now that I got plenty of content to edit and put out, I've suspended that, but it will be back in about a month or two. If you think you have a story for the show or an experience or something that you've been through that other people would benefit from hearing, go ahead and go to the Linktree link at the bottom of the show notes, hit the email tab and uh, drop me a line. Tell me your story, and if I feel like it lines up with uh, the values of this show and podcast, I'll send you a scheduling link, and we can go from there. In this episode, I'm talking to Emily Richards, and she is the co-host of the Mary Jane Experience podcast, and uh, we talk about cannabis and other plant-based medicines including microdosing uh, psilocybin and microdosing THC. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Hey. Hi. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm sorry I screwed up the times. I was like... I did. It was... Okay. Awesome. It, it, it was me. It was all my fault. Don't take a... Uh, <laughs> don't, don't take an edible uh, three hours before you're supposed to do an interview. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I was like, you know, I, w- I think I should take an edible right now and then it'll kick in like 30 minutes into the interview and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm sitting here looking through my, uh, uh, the emails from you cause I got all your, your socials up in front of me and then I have your email right there. And I was like, it said five 30 and I'm like, Oh shit. Did I miss it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally like I sat in, I I think we did say 5:30 cuz I was here and I was ready and then I looked at the invite and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm dumb." And <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. All good. I have nothing else going on. My day is pretty much over, so Yeah, you live I'm in happy a, to be here. You live in a cool part of the country. Up in Boulder. Never been. Yeah. Heard lots of good things about it though. You know, I wish it wasn't snowing right now, but other than that, it's great. 
Yeah, it's beautiful here right now. Where are you? California, Northern California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> California just has great weather all the time. Oh, yeah. But we pay for that weather, too. That's why it's so expensive to live here. Amongst True. other reasons. Yeah, I mean, Colorado is not too far behind you in in pricing. Yeah, well, everything's about to change, I think. Oh, I'm like excited and nervous about that. We'll see what the economy does. Let, let me introduce you real quick. So to my uh, audience, this is Emily Richards. Emily is the co-host of the Mary Jane Experience podcast. Among, right. Amongst other things, uh, as well as like, um, actually you're the, the Mary Jane experience, uh, website. I was just looking at that. Got a lot of good stuff on there. Thank you. Yeah. There's uh, I mean, it's a, it, it's got a lot of information. I mean, as well as, I mean, you know, the obvious things. Um, but I mean, it, I, it's not just marijuana. It's, uh, um, uh, all psychedelics, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, we started as a cannabis podcast to just sort of educate ourselves. There wasn't really enough information out there and we were like, fine, we'll make it ourselves. But since we've transitioned or not transitioned, but we've just sort of expanded to involve psychedelics. Um, you know, psilocybin has been decriminalized here in Denver and in Oakland as well. In Oakland, too? Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was pretty recent. Um, I don't, I can't tell you the date. But also just health and wellness in general. So many of our listeners are immunocompromised or looking for cannabis as a way to improve their health. And so our goals are also to just bring you any kind of good information that can enhance your life in a, in a more holistic sort of plant-based way. We're doing a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't had a chance to check out any of the episodes, but I subscribed today, and I, that's actually going to be one of my my. Uh, I'm going to start rotating that one in. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah we've I, been we've been working hard. <laughs> so, let's see. One of the things you guys focus on uh, on that website that I've seen is holistic uh, holistic health. Definitely. And, and I am actually, and I think I, I, I read in one of the stories or maybe it was as one of your uh, Instagram posts or no, or maybe it was actually even a Twitter post. Um, but you were talking about, or somebody was talking about, and, and you were in the, in the conversation, um, uh, using, uh, edible marijuana to, uh, get off of opiates. Yeah. I think that's a really fascinating conversation, especially right now. We all know that there's a pretty serious opioid crisis in this country. And there's a lot of studies that point to cannabis helping people get off of opioids. Um, if you ask somebody like the USDA, Food and Drug Administration, they will tell you that that is not a solution. But if you ask people that have done it yourself, Mm -hmm. See, so yeah, we, we interviewed a woman in Vegas not too long ago and she used cannabis solely to get off of like 500 prescriptions she was on. So it's a very, I think, viable option. We've seen people also microdose psychedelics to get off of opioids. If anything, oh my goodness, you've done it all. <laughs> but not to get off, not, not to get off of uh, opioids. I did that after everything else, just, uh, just microdosing and in, in just to try it out. Um, cause it, you know, everybody's doing it. I live near Silicon Valley and everybody in tech is doing it. You know what I mean? For creativity and getting better ideas. And it also, I mean, it's a natural, uh, it's a natural, like, like whatever Prozac's called in that category of, uh, uh, yeah, what it, what it cures, you know what I mean? Depression, uh, an antidepressant yeah. and, and a lot different. Yeah. And a lot different than, than, uh, than marijuana uh, when you take an edible and for pain, cause that's what, you know, that's what I switched it out for, um, for pain in my knees and, and, you know, just from other things. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, a. Uh, <sighs> don't even get me started on that, on, on that road. Cause you can, you can go down a million different ways as to why it's uh, being um, kept from us. 
Definitely. I mean, we could get into theories, but I think everybody knows them already. Yeah. <laughs> but I think microdosing is really interesting. So, and I think it's something I'm just going to kind of clear up the definition because I didn't really even know myself for a while. Technically, microdosing is like you you don't even feel the effects. So you're not like tripping every day or something like that. You're taking such a small amount of mushrooms or cannabis or whatever substance you want that you don't feel high, but you do get the effects of maybe feeling a little more pleasant and happy. Um, and the creativity, like you said, with Silicon Valley tech people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people are afraid of microdosing because they don't want to get high. Um, and that's not the point. No, it, it actually really, it isn't. And there, you know, cause I, I capped up my own and, and everything else with, you know, however I did it. Uh, I think I was doing, I think it's point two. And so point two kind of got me a little bit tired. Like I noticed, like I, it, it got me a little sleepy on the onset and then, uh, point and then three three ca or two capsules is like point four that was that was the the, the dose for me because i did three and then that was a little bit too much then you start to feel a little bit of the onset of the where it gets into the body <laughs> yeah well not not so much that but it just gets into your body and you start to feel like just before you start peaking you know what i mean and so to me that was just a little bit too much and so I, I scaled it back to the other one and it just, the, the, the word you were looking for is, uh, well-being. That's what the feeling, the feeling is. It's just like the feeling of well-being, like, okay. Like no matter whatever's happening in your head or around you or, or, you know what I mean? It, it's, it blocks it out. It lets you know, okay, everything's cool. Yeah. Let's attack this problem now. You know what I mean? Vers you know, versus cannabis too. microdosing, you know, I don't get high every day before I go to work just because I have a weed podcast. Um, and I love taking small doses to where you would never really know you're high, but then you're on a walk and you're looking around and you're like, the world is just so beautiful and I'm so grateful to be in it. Whereas like I might've been in a bad mood that day. And then I realized I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I microdose. <laughs> it really is a um, a valuable tool, and if we could destigmatize it, you know, more people could accept that into their lives, into a routine. It'd be so interesting. It'd make the world a better place. No, for sure. I was I was thinking about this today uh, when I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? I mean, besides besides weed, you know, besides the obvious. Um, uh, so. Um, Oh, damn. Just saying that. Yeah, just... I think you bring up a really good point, too, with experimenting with the dose. Um, and I know that probably is intimidating for a lot of people, but everybody's systems are so different that, unfortunately, like experimentation in plant medicine is kind of like you have to. Um, so you like start real small and work your way up. But, um, but everybody's bodies are so different with this. There's no one dose that fits anybody. Like point yeah. four for you, it'd probably be point two for me. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But I mean, that's why I think microdosing is cool because I mean, if you stay within that that you know that little window there, you know, between point two and point eight, not much is going to happen, you know, and it won't. And if it does, it's not going to last for very long. Yeah, definitely. Um, with uh, what what I what I'm experiencing, um, because I make my own uh, chocolate. So is it's really difficult to get your, get the dosage correct throughout the, the whole bar. And even when I'm, I'm mixing it up very well it, with the right temperatures, you know, at, and, and making sure everything is dissolved. It, uh, it's still some pieces it'll, I'll take it just like what I did earlier. It's what I would normally take and it, I'm fine. And this, I guess there was some, you know, stuck in one piece of chocolate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think edibles are really tough that way. I think that's something that the legal, like if you look at the legal cannabis industry, 
you know, before it was legal, we were all like making brownies and, and making our own chocolate bars. Like obviously we can't buy mushrooms. Right. Yeah. But now that it's legal, these companies have gone into labs and made sure that all of these edibles are like dosed to perfection, which is really great for consumers who always know what you're going to get. But when you're making it at home, you still, I don't know. Yeah. I couldn't, I can't really give you a good way to get over that. No, it's just, it is what it is. There's going to be some pieces that are not, you know, going to get you higher than you want to be. Yeah. But getting too high can sometimes be an amazing experience. And I think that that is also a medicine in its own right. And like getting out a little bit out of your comfort zone and, you know, experiencing being too high can be, can be very interesting. (laughs) And I think that's, that's where a lot of cool work is done. A lot of cool personal work and a lot, there's actually a lot going on these days with psychedelic therapy, which I think is a really, I've never tried it. I've done psychedelics, but I've never done it intentionally thinking like, okay, I'm going to have somebody guide me through my problems. That sounds, sounds like a lot, but I think it's cool that that's going on right now. Yeah. I looked into a a retreat where you can go uh, for three days well, they have, they have longer ones, but the one I was looking at was like 1700. And I think you had to come up with your own air, your flight there. Um, so 1700 and it's some, somewhere where stuff like that is legal in another country. It's uh, I can't even remember where it, is, where it actually was, but I was like, all right, 1700, that doesn't seem bad. That's like a, you know, at the most 25, maybe three, but you only get three grams. Which is probably a lot. I mean, I guess it could be a lot. Three grams of mushrooms. They put you on a trip. They guide you through it. Uh, you process it. Uh, you process it the next day, and then you're off on a plane again. Yeah. I actually the psychedelic tourism is is definitely a thing. Like I've thought about doing that too. Like going down to Costa Rica for an ayahuasca retreat. Yeah, that'd be cool. There's a lot of places in the world where that kind of stuff is legal. But you do have to travel, generally speaking, unless you're doing something underground. Yeah. Which I bet there's plenty of out there. Yeah, I've done too many underground things in my life. I don't like I don't like cages <laughs> anymore. So, uh, you know, I've I've done my share of of uh, being being locked away. So I'm I'm on the straight and narrow now. I mean I, I mean I still do other other stuff, but I mean it's like you know not the other stuff, but like. I'll take mushrooms here, not being, not, not being legal. I actually was going to take a, that was the whole reason why I started. I wanted to do the, uh, the microdosing because I actually do want to go on a, on a trip and, and do some work. Cause there's some things, there's some things that are, you know, in my, in my behavior pattern, how I, how I treat people sometimes that I don't like. And so I'm like, all right, well, I guess, I guess it's time for a trip to see what's going on in there. You know, I feel the same way. I've a girlfriend of mine and I, you know, we're like, we're in our thirties now and we just want to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. And one thing that I, somebody was telling me that has done psychedelic therapy and even just therapy with, with cannabis, with weed is that you can do years of therapy in a a way shorter amount of time when you add these substances. So it like, it gets you there faster, which just sounds fascinating to me. Like, I mean, I think it's, it's intense and you have to be willing to go through a serious experience, but to be able to do in a day, what might take months is, uh, well, that's a cool idea. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, in it, I mean, it falls really in line with how I, how I think and, and what I do, uh, you know, with my podcast and, and, you know, how I got to where I am. And it, it was all just kind of, I mean, I still have a little bit of an ego, but I mean, the more, the more self-reflection I do, the, the, the ego starts to shed little by little because you're starting to, to, I'm starting to look at myself uh, a little bit more deeply. Why is this happening? Why do I do this, 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 uh, you know what I mean? And just trying to make sure that 
I don't have anything to apologize for the next day. And for, and for me, and not, not like that happens all the time, but I mean, it's just, you know, for me, it's a good way to go through life. Hey man, let's just try not to ha- come across anything or do anything today. That's going to, you know, make you have to apologize for it tomorrow. Definitely. It's yeah. hard work to do. I mean, we're all humans. We, you know, grew up in families where our parents weren't perfect or maybe our whole situations weren't perfect. Maybe we have trauma or micro traumas. And then to get that out of your system, I mean, and a lot of people believe in, in past life traumas and trying to like clear your system of all that craziness is it's hard work no matter who you are. You have to be willing to, to put in a lot. Yeah. I, I think that if, if more people were like our brand of, of like individuals that thought that way and, and, you know, weren't so uh, ego driven and I mean, and it's really easy to be ego driven in society today. I, I mean, I get it, but I mean, look at where we're at now. What has all that ego gotten you? You know, where's all this, you know, uh, concentration on, on wealth and, and, you know, whatever things that are happening in the government or, you know, supposedly happening in the government. Look at where we're at now. Everybody's having no choice, but to, I mean, get the fuck in your house and think about yourself. (laughs) I know it's sort of like, the great thing about, and I hate to say like great thing about coronavirus, but the interesting thing about what's going on right now with COVID-19, you know, no matter who you are or what job you have or status in life, you're stuck at home and it's making mother nature like happy. (laughs) All of a sudden, you know, the canals in Venice are clear and we can see dolphins. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard times for a lot of people. But it's interesting to see everybody sort of humbled by by the current events. <laughs> yeah, certainly. We're, yeah, we're we're going uh learning how to communicate in a different way. This is huge. I mean, this is this is the way right now. Um, yeah. And it actually is not a bad way. No, I mean, we we've been doing this since well before the virus. I like the in-person interviews better. It's great to be able to like see somebody right in front of you, but you know, I'm not in California right now, so we wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, you can actually get your, your medical marijuana card via telemedicine. Now you can just do this, what we're doing right now with a doctor and he'll prescribe you weed. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It is cool. You don't even have to leave your house to get your medical marijuana. Yeah, I've uh, I, I I steer clear of the uh, of the the legit shops around here. They're just, I mean, the I don't know about how it was in in Colorado when it first started, but the taxes on this out here are just outrageous. It's almost like they've they they've taxed it so high that they've forced there to still be another a black market. Yeah, I think California is is one of the worst, but I, I'm pretty sure it's bad taxation everywhere. And it really makes it almost impossible for companies to survive and thrive. And like you said, I mean, it forces the black market. But I do think that one of the best things you can do if you, you know, if you can is to just grow your own. Yeah, that, that would be the best way to do it. But unfortunately, that's, uh, I mean, even, even though it's legal here in California, there's still counties and, and, uh, municipal, municipalities that, uh, still are as an ordinance against it. So crazy that we can't grow plants. Right. Like, I understand you don't want people having meth labs. That seems very responsible, but I can't. <laughs> Plants from seed in my backyard that, yeah, they get you kind of high, but they've never killed anyone. It just blows my mind. (laughs) Yeah, that sure does. Uh, You know, and we we have Harry, we have Harry Anslinger to to thank for that. Yeah, oh, a bunch of old assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's even crazy with with hemp and, and CBD. You know, 
I, I, there's just, there's a lot of people that don't want us to have access to these plants for whatever reason that may be. And it's not fair for patients and, and for our communities that could just be using hemp fiber because it's sustainable simply because it's sustainable. And it's a superior product. Everything, everything that, I mean, if it were, if it were legal federally, it would be considered a commodity like corn and, and all these other products that have multiple uses for them. You know what I mean? So you would think that like, that's a no brainer. Why wouldn't you not, why wouldn't you not want to introduce another product into the, into the, the market? I mean, if this is a free market, right? Why wouldn't you want to introduce a product that has the potential to yield you maybe 40 to 50 other products? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that would create jobs, right? right? I mean, you would think <laughs> that, I mean, I, I mean, I would think you get 50 new things that you need to start producing on a, on a, on a scalable level. Um, that's going to require, uh, labor, you know, definitely. No, it's, I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of reasons. There's no one, one reason, of course, but it hasn't, justice has not been done in this country as far as cannabis goes. And I mean, people are in prison still for cannabis. I think mm-hmm. that's the craziest, like small amounts. That's like the most fucked up thing ever that we're all sitting here, like having a weed podcast and just buying edibles at a store and people are still suffering. And even when they get out of prison, you know, their lives are changed. Their lives have been messed up. Yeah. Canvas has its fair share of problems. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know what? At the end of the day, I would much rather hang out in a room full of people that are stoned. No, I mean, on any, than are, are steadily drinking. It's just a, a huge difference in the attitude and, and the hostility that, that one creates no hostility and in, in an inviting environment with a feeling of well being. Hey, welcome. Come in. And it, it just, and I don't care. I mean, I know how oh hippie hippie culture. It's like, dude, it's not. It's not. It's not. Hip. I don't look at it as hippie culture. I look at it as, is an opportunity to yeah, engage. Well, that's a crazy stereotype the yeah. whole hippie thing. And like to be fair, I'm a pretty big hippie, but I think it's a huge stereotype to say that like weed smokers are hippies. Like business people are weed smokers. Like, yeah, everybody is now. Everybody, everybody smokes weed and you're absolutely right about the comparison between weed and alcohol. Alcohol is, is poison and cannabis is medicine and alcohol kills people and makes people violent and angry. And cannabis just, I mean, like might make you a little goofy, silly. Maybe you'll talk a little too much. That might be annoying, whatever, but there's really not a lot of terrible side effects. Yeah, you might, you might, you know, somebody may actually like you and you may make a friend <laughs> beca- yeah. because you're, you're, you'll remember it. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of work to be done, but I really, I really think that, you know, with this whole shelter in place deal and everything that's going to, tra- that's going to follow this, this, I, I think we're in the easy, easy phase of this right now. Where, I mean, everybody's not suffering any huge hardships yet, um, but those times uh, could be coming. So I know that I, th- I, I'm, I'm a guy that, Hey, look, I don't, I don't like the, uh, I don't, I don't trust the government. It, you know, they, any chance that they can lie to you, they will. Uh, they do horrible things to their own population. And, and I mean, we're no, we're, we're nothing all governments do horrible things to their own populations. I mean, we're not, and maybe not all, but I mean, it's, it's fair to say that they kind of all have the same playbook. Definitely. Especially this current administration, I wouldn't say is my top favorite. (laughs) Oh, that, 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 uh, thing that got sent out this morning that I sent out. Oh yeah, man. I, so, and this is the thing about confirmation bias. All right. When they, and they did, they did this really cleverly too. 
uh, they put everything in there that people would agree with. Like, oh, obviously, yeah, uh, term limits and, and, you know, uh, congressmen don't get to have a lifetime, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, like after a fir- their first term, they can retire and have full pay. Yeah. And, and all of these special treatments and laws that they write for themselves to enrich themselves. And that was the first part of it. And then I just like, Oh, okay. Well, I agree with that. And now I'm going to share it with everybody because like everybody needs to know this. And yeah. then, and then I, I sent it out and I get some, uh, a couple of fact check, uh, things shot back at me and I'm just like, Oh damn, I did it again, man. Not reading the whole damn, the whole thing. Cause if, if I had known, if I had seen that, it said, uh, your president Trump said X, Y, and Z, then I would probably have copied it, removed what I didn't want out of it and then re put and redone it because I mean, I agree with the message. Yeah. I mean, I agreed with the the message as well. It was just, um, and I didn't know who you were either. Like we had never met. So I was like, well, who knows? And like the message is, is there and you know, it's not like every single thing Trump does is completely evil. Although, you know, most of them, <laughs> but, just you know, no different. I was talking about that this morning is like social media culture. It's so easy to just read a little tidbit and not read the whole thing, or even like just reading the uh, the title of an article and being like, "Oh, weed cures cancer. Perfect. I'm gonna go smoke a bunch of weed." But in reality, like the article was like, "Weed cures cancer if you do this, this, and this too." Yeah. And so, yeah. Not reading the whole articles these days is is kind of a huge problem we we're having. Yeah, and I caught I've done it a million times. Yeah, and I caught myself in it today, and then I sent out a retraction. So here's funny thing about that: I was doing it on my cell phone, and like I have horrible vision; like I can't see shit on my phone unless I have glasses. And even then, it's kind of a pain in the ass to do the uh, to to do an actual post that's lengthy. And so I, I went in and I'm like, all right, well, this is what I'll do. I'll write my, my apology message and, and put all that in there. Hey, sorry. I sent that. I didn't read this. I, you know what I mean? And, and here's some fact checking sites. And, uh, and if you want to look yourself and I meant to just put that on there, but the whole damn, the whole damn thing, uh, even the whole speech went in the middle of it. And so I'm like, and I didn't look at it. And again, I'm like, boom, 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 boom. All to all the people that I sent it out to like, Hey, sorry, you know, I'm a jackass. And some of them are like, dude, I'm not reading that whole thing again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, like social media, it's such a like blessing and a curse, right? I mean, we're here podcasting, we're creating information for people to listen to. And half the time I'm like, am I worthy of sh- sharing this information? Like, I, I hope so. I think I've done enough research, but there's always the opportunity for me to be wrong. So I just like to keep it open and be like, I might be wrong all the time. And if I am, I will admit to it and I will completely like, I'll, I'll change my ways. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm not married to anything. You know, if, if there's something that, that I think, and you know, that my thought process or what I'm thinking is false and, you know, there's, you have something to back it up and, and you have a good argument, I'll listen to you, you know, cause I, I don't know everything. I mean, I you have to stay open-minded. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing with cannabis and psychedelics and plant medicine that I'm just trying to get through to people is just be open-minded try CBD like that won't get you high and, and maybe see if that helps you. Like just accept that this is, is a a beautiful thing and don't like continue to believe reefer madness. We all know that's wrong now. Um, So just like the ability to be open-minded, I think is a really great quality. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was looking through my stuff and your co-host or, or the, the somebody that you work with is that strawberry uh i'm actually strawberry sequoia you're strawberry sequoia okay okay (laughs) yeah that's my so when we started the podcast i was working in technology um i was marketing for a video conferencing company 
And I didn't want them to know that I had a weed podcast because they were based on the East Coast. And then my husband, who is my co-host, his pen name or alias is Casey Jones. Okay. Um, Okay. What's up, Casey? Yeah. (laughs) Casey Jones is actually uh, (laughs) back there on the couch behind me. (laughs) I know. That's why I said, what's up, Casey? Because I see you motion back to him. (laughs) Well, that one. But we named ourselves after strains of weed. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, you know, fitting. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, a little bit more about your podcast. Like, what is a so as a as a, how long have you do, been doing the show? About got, a year and a half. Year and a half. You got about twenty five or twenty six episodes. Um, I think we posted we posted our forty sixth episode today. Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, I don't know what I was yeah. looking at. Um, We're almost to fifty. Yeah. What's your, uh, one of the things that like, I'm at 31 right now. I've been doing it for a little bit over a year, but it hasn't been consistent. I did it for two months, uh, went, went hard in the paint with it and then had to go back, you know, had to go back to uh, my real job, which, you know, is in construction. So, I mean, you're, you know, I get up at four o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and then I'm, you know, out and then commuting an hour and a half each way, sometimes two on the way back because of, you know, traffic. And by the time I get home, plus I'm a, a co-parent. So not a lot of time, not a lot of time for it. I made a lot of, I make a lot of excuses too. So that, 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 that doesn't help. Yeah. And then I, I took a two month hiatus, got back on it, took another three month. And then once this thing hit, I'm like, dude, you gotta get, you gotta get busy, man. Well, I think that is the great, another silver lining of COVID is a lot of people are getting back to their passions and hobbies and like working on their side hustles and, you know, not everybody. And I don't think that you have to by any means, like vegging on the couch is fine by me, but I think it's interesting how many people are getting back to their, their side projects that they really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it also gave me a chance to, cause you know, the, when I first, started, I did, you know, a bunch of episodes and I saw a lot of stuff as you probably know, when you first do a show, there's things that you do that annoy you. And you think that, well, if I'm annoyed by it, then everybody else must just hate, hate listening to it. And so you got to go through that period of, you know, the little, the silly noise, uh, mouth noises that you make, uh, clicks, you know, learning how to get up, you know, where your sweet spot is on your microphone and your setup. And so, yeah, I was able to, you know, see all that and then come back this time around with that knowledge of, you know, okay, this is what I don't want to do. Let's try to steer away from doing these things. This is where I fell short before. Let's try and, you know what I mean? Let's, let's work on that and, and make that a priority. So yeah, honing in is, is quite the process. And like my co-host is my husband. So like I'm always giving him shit too. I'm like hypercritical of myself, but I'm also like, you need to stop saying um so much. <laughs> so having two of us is like double trouble, but you know, it's also a flexible creative medium. And I think I try and tell myself like, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to create. So easier said than done. But Yeah. I don't do a lot of editing. I got sucked into taking out all of the ums which on an hour on an hour interview or 45 minute interview, that's like, you know, anywhere from two to four hours, depending on how many ums there are. Yeah. It takes forever. And then not to mention all the other things that go into it, because a lot of, you know, you don't, you don't realize what goes into producing a a podcast. I mean, even if it's out of your own home and not professional, I mean, if it sounds somewhat decent, it's going to take you about, I don't know, anywhere from two to two to eight hours, depending on how, how efficiently you want to go in at it. Definitely. Know? It's a lot of work, but <clears throat> it is satisfying. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. All part of the fun. Yeah. I mean, satisfaction for mine is just, I mean, it gives me something to do and it's a, it's a way for me to, to heal through expressing my stories while listening to others as well in an exchange, you know? Yeah. It's a great way to connect. I mean, I not only with, you know, each other as podcasters who were interviewing each other per se, but also with our communities where at least for us, we've found we've connected with so many beautiful people in the cannabis industry or not even in the industry, but just that are that have a lot of questions. 
And we've been able to make these really cool new friendships with people all over the country and world even. On our live stream today, we had somebody from Switzerland asking a lot of questions. Wow. I thought, all right, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that is. Uh, you, you know, it, it's, it's nice to know when people, uh, when you're reaching people, you know, when you start, when you start getting to, getting to the point where people will re- re- reach out to you or hit you on social media or email you or, or whatever. And, you know, reviews, you know, tell you, you know, that you're doing a good job that those are all, all good things, you know? And it, the funny thing is they don't take very much, you know, what is it? Three clicks and a, and a, and a couple of, uh, pokes and you're good. I know. I'm always trying to tell people, especially friends and family, if you want to support us, there's a couple ways that are completely free <laughs> and take about two minutes of your time. A review, a five star, a like on the Facebook, yeah. <laughs> the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, really simple ways, just a a share. And it's amazing how people just don't do it. (laughs) Like, I don't think my friends and family even listen to my podcast. I think it's all, and, and to be fair, I have a very niche podcast. It's about cannabis. Not everybody's interested in that. But I think 99% of our listenership was just built over time. Yeah. It's not not our peeps but there are peeps now yeah time and consistency that seems to work for a lot of things yeah definitely the, the formula at least i mean we even try with, and stay consistent <laughs> and for the most part we are so of all the episodes that you've done so far what are your uh favorite ones if you had to, if you had to pick one i know that you probably love them all just like i there was something uniquely uh special about all the ones that I've done. Uh, but there yeah. are a couple that I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say one of my favorite episodes was we were in Aspen, Colorado and we saw that G love. I don't know if you're familiar with his music, but he plays with a band called G love and special sauce. Oh yeah. No, I know that makes sense. I, I recognize yeah. the special sauce. <laughs> Exactly. So, and he's Philly based and that's where I'm from. So I've been listening to his music since I was a kid and I just reached out to him on Instagram and said, would you be up to come on my podcast and talk about weed? And he was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And so we got to go backstage to the green room at this cool little venue called the belly up. And G loves, he's pretty famous. Um, he, he has a pretty big following. So, and he's been in music for, since I was a kid, I mean, I don't know, 25, 30 years. So his stories about the plant and how it inspired him as a musician, you know, when he started smoking weed was when he started diving into his music. And he also has all these cool stories about smoking weed with Snoop Dogg and <laughs> you know, all the whole spectrum of interesting stories that you can only really get from a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that was really cool for me. I, I don't interview a lot of rock stars <laughs> and I haven't really tried to. Um, so I loved that, but I, I also, I love talking to everybody. I love talking to small herbalists about their little like mini weed gardens that are, you know, run by the stars. <laughs> so, you know, and, and we've talked to a lot of CEOs of cannabis companies just to see how the industry runs. So I would say that's like just one of the cooler ones. But, but yeah, like you said, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for all of the episodes that I've ever done. Yeah. It's, uh, I love doing it, man. I, I think it's fun. It gives, it gives me a sense of purpose and, and, you know, something to, uh, look forward to, uh, to, uh, also to challenge too, you know, cause it, 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 it's a marathon. It's not a sprint by any means. <laughs> it's very true. I mean, we started as a podcast and are now a, a whole multimedia company. Um, we do advertising and marketing for brands, even beyond cannabis and CBD, just health and wellness. And 
random stuff. We create content, do videography and photography. It's become my full-time job. So going from like this little idea of a pod of a weed podcast (laughs) (laughs) to something that is bills and is able to be a a job that I have passion for is, I mean, it's just been such a great journey. That's the American dream, right? (laughs) I think so. Well, one of them, I mean, to be able to white pick, but Oh, I mean, so, I mean, we, all of our, everything needs a reboot from the way, because I mean, technology, society, everything has moved so fast in the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years that, I mean, it, everything needs a a reboot and a shift, you know? So I don't, you know, to me, that's, that's the, if you're doing what you love, and have turned your hobby into your uh, and, and passion into something that's lucrative and, and pays your bills. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, I think it's, it's a lot more glamorous than I make it sound. I mean, it's a lot less glamorous than it sounds in, in the way where, you know, you have to, you're constantly like stressed out. <laughs> and I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot more than, than just, yeah, I like talk about weed all the time and then I make money. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a lot more satisfying than just like going to work for the man. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Definitely. Well, Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. It was great conversation. Love talking about weed and, and different, uh, different topics like that. Uh, one thing that I'll probably do, I'll shoot you an email and, uh, anything that you want to appear in the show notes, just go ahead and, and drop it in that email. So I don't screw up your, your places. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I'll just give you, um, the links to like our website and social media. And, um, yeah, I don't know if they're just, and if, if you like anything. a bio or, you know, of your, your story yeah, or yeah. pictures, if you want pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Picture too. Cause I'll send you a, a promo, uh, artwork with the the sound thing and the wavy lines in it awesome i'll put it on all of our social channels and we'll see if we can get some listens cool man i appreciate it hey thanks so much it's nice to meet you and um good luck with all this going on be safe and well yeah you too and uh bye husband (laughs) say say bye i think he's got headphones on he's editing video for us all right Cool, guys. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. And thank you, Emily. That was a great conversation. I always enjoy talking about cannabis. And you can also check out the MaryJaneExperience.com. Great uh, resource for cannabis and other plant-based medicines the Mary Jane Experience podcast. I've actually went and checked it out myself now. Uh, I hadn't up to the show, but after I went and I checked out a couple episodes and now I am a listener. I really enjoyed uh, her episode 44 so much so that I related to the guest that was on that show or that episode. I'll be interviewing him this week, as a matter of fact, uh, to be a guest on this show. So you'll have that to look forward to. Uh, I've got about, like I said, uh, 40, 45 uh, episodes to put out here, so I will be busy editing now instead of interviewing like I had been uh, for the past six weeks. So plenty to look forward to. And until next time, keep it 100, stay true to yourself, everything else is just noise. Uh-huh.